I'm practicing better eating habits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. This morning I'm juicing. Well, this week I'm juicing. Are you eating anything? I'm having one meal a day. Okay. And my one meal a day goes to Daily Harvest. Oh, yeah. I like this service. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. So if you've ever been on Instagram and you've seen all those pretty pictures of when people post their smoothies and you can like literally see the ingredients or their acai bowls. Acai? Acai? Acai. Acai. Mm-hmm. It's a weird word. Anyways. Um, it tastes good. Um, that's probably daily harvest that you're looking at. I really like the service because they send me superfoods straight to my door. Um, I get a choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or what they call nice cream vegan sundaes. Mm. I love that because you know what I'm doing right now to like really get rid of my sweet tooth. I'm eating gummy vitamins and way oh too, way too many of them. Can I just tell you, I have more vitamin C in my body right now than I ever have because those damn things just taste so good to suck on. I, yeah, well, Daily Harvest has basically helped me out with my sweet tooth in a really, really, you know, good way, healthful way. So each single serving size comes ready to blend or heat and um, their cups are stored in the freezer so they're ready whenever you are. Um, and their pro- their produce is organic and unrefined and, and, and looks you, as amazing. And you know, as we live case. in a, we live in a city where everybody wants everything to be organic. Exactly. Well, that's what you got here with Daily Harvest. They freeze all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutritional value, which is what's important. So, Melissa, tell everybody how they can get another free giveaway, oh. courtesy of the beautiful people at Hollywood Unlocked. Okay. Well, if you go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo co- promo code unlocked you'll get three items free off of your first box. That is promo code UNLOCKED for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. When y'all start losing weight, don't start, don't stop thanking us. We need the blessings to keep on coming. Exactly. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. And we have Tony Skits here because Giovanni has a fucking movie. Mm. And so he says, you know, Giovanni, you know, Giovanni Watson. I know Gio. And what movie he said? I don't know. But hopefully it's not one that caused him to gain weight. Now, I've never heard <laughs> of somebody who's had to gain weight for a film mm. and then kept it on just in case they gain. They got another <laughs> movie where they have to gain weight. Hey, yo, Gio, you need to stop, bro. <laughs> But, you know, the viewers right now are going to say, oh, Jason Wynn got another light-skinned nigga with green eyes. But, I mean, listen, we don't have a demographic, people. We call our friends who we know are fucking funny and who are popping. And this motherfucker got so many goddamn followers, I'm just hoping to get a couple hundred thousand. And I live 10 minutes away, so... (laughs) It was convenience. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so, Tonio Skits, I met Tonio, first of all, I've seen you on Instagram and on social media all over the place for a long time. But um, I joined the cast of Wild and Out last season. Mm Mm-hmm. Antonio, how many seasons were you there before me? Uh, this was my fourth season. Okay, so yeah, you're a veteran. Actually, he is a veteran because he was on the enemy side <laughs> when we did this ve- veteran versus rookie uh, <laughs> show. That was really uncomfortable it, it, for me. It, it was fun. It was fun, but I feel like the veterans all showed me love on the show. Like I would, I would walk in the wardrobe and I would see conceited in clips, and I'd be like, "Yo, I got something for you." And they'd be like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, it was my first season with Wild and Out. Was that how do you like being on that show? Um, I love being on that show. It's just the uh, the improv, the way the show moves. It helps me with other things. It helps me with stand up. It helps me. It helped me with a lot of other projects. 
um, that uh, I had to be pre- that had to be prepared for. Wild and out just just keeps you on your toes. Yeah, I will say that um, I've never done stand up. I've never done improv. I've never rapped in public. I've only sang karaoke, and I don't dance other than a two step. That shit was like the most terrifying experience for me going through the preparation of it. But literally, once that door opens and that smoke is there and the audience is clapping and them cameras and lights are on, it's showtime. It's showtime. And that's what that's the difference between somebody that shows up and shows out because my man, like the way you performed is like you would you would you were there for a couple seasons. <laughs> you did you did your thing. All right. So do you think okay, so I as, couldn't do it. As a rookie, do you think I that proved myself. Yeah, no, I, I think. But look, from the conversations for, with other people about you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I know you've proved yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people were like, did you hear uh, what what Jason did today? I'm like, what? <laughs> so the the idea with Wild and I, and it took me at least two seasons to figure out, is to create moments. Mm-hmm. To create your moment. Because once we're done, it's in the editor's hands. Mm-hmm. And the editor doesn't know what was happening before that. They don't They don't know anything. All they're going to use is the vibe of the crowd, the joke, and the impact in that moment you had. So if you can create a moment, without a doubt, you're going to make it past editing. Yeah. And you did that in your first season. Mm-hmm. You know, you created moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that um, I what I loved about you and a few of the other uh, veterans, there, a lot of the people actually... The set is, there's so much love and support. Like, everybody really gets along. I mean, you know, people got their thing or whatever. But it, I, one thing I did notice watching all of you, because unlike some of the new people, when I wasn't on stage, I was watching. Because you can't be good at something if you're not watching people. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, I think, you're the only person that brings, like, the Latin swag in there, right? Yes. Okay, that's number one. Two, you're funny as shit. And three, you have no, you just have no chill. Like, you'll really go there. I'll go there. Um, what I was doing on the show was the thing was to you have to find your lane. But um, if, if if you can support a joke, if you can, I, w- I had no problem doing that. Sometimes some people, you know, they, they want to be the star, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be a star on, on Wild and Out. It's a, it's a team thing. Yeah. Um, so my idea was always to like you know just be me, uh, give them what they want because they you know you have to have your niche. I'm the Spanish guy, so I'm going to give you some Spanish jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go all out. And when you came in, I mean, it, it took you, you, you figured it out. You didn't want to accept it, but yeah. they told you what your what your niche was. Yeah, they told me I was gay and messy. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking know me. Not gay. <laughs> yeah, but I had it for my thing. But I'll tell you, you know, um, I, I, was, I said this on one of the other shows. I was going to quit before we started taping, and I called Floyd, and he said, are you uncomfortable or are you unhappy? If you're uncomfortable then stay and fight through it because it's going to define you. It's going to build It's going to build new skills. But if you're unhappy, come to Miami, let's hang out. So it was like that was, for me, it was the uncomfortable part of it because even like in some of the like the stuff that you do online with all of the different skits that you have, and you have more success outside of social media and while and out because I saw some, you posted something about HBO. Yeah, yep. I, uh, I was able to, I did two, uh, I hosted two stand-up specials which, uh, with HBO, HBO Latino, HBO One, and uh, it's all in the HBO family. Yeah, so now they're trying to tell me, go do stand-up. Can you imagine me doing stand-up? What the fuck am I going to do? Just get up there and just, what do I, just start telling jokes? Listen, listen. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even do stand-up like that. I did Wild and Out first, and um, I would always get uh, um, people emailing, you know, my manager about, hey, can you, 
and we have him here. I remember one time a call came in. They wanted me to open up for Kevin Hart. This is before I met Kevin. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't do stand-up. So I lost that opportunity. I didn't know. Uh, but, 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 wait, wait, wait. How do you lose that opportunity? You just didn't want to do it because you were scared? I just, I don't do stand-up. I didn't know how to prepare for it. I'm not going to open up for Kevin Hart and not be prepared. That's true. I just, I did, I just, I, I respected, I, I respected what they do so much. Like, I'm not going to go sit there open for Kevin Hart just because I have a large following. Mm-hmm. I was just going to do that. So I lost that opportunity. But about six months later, uh, Kevin Hart had put a post out looking for um, creators uh, to put under the Laugh Out Loud Network. And I was the first creator that they signed up. Nice. The first, one of the first create. well, I was the first creator of the the. 15 that they signed. I was the first one signed. You know, got to meet him and I got to actually direct him in my he's own so sketch. so small. He, yeah, he's short. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. I was outside Boa like a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. I see this little short guy get out of the car and go, that must be Kevin Hart. And it was. He's <laughs> <laughs> so damn tiny. But he's so cool. He's so successful. Yeah, man. So, um, he, he gets it. He, he understands what this is, the social media stuff. I was in Hawaii uh, a month later uh, directing him in my own sketch uh, to promote his What Now movie. Um, uh, what now tour uh, movie and it did amazing. Well, I won't lie. Um, what did you? Would you ever ever expected me to go and do Wild and Out? Mm, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, there's the perception that you have of yourself and the perception that your friends have. And one thing that I know about you is when you set your mind to something, nothing gets in your fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna way. do it. Yeah, you're gonna do it, and you're you're gonna commit to it. So I'm. I know I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that you excelled at it either. And I think that you should actually try stand up. Well, I won't lie. Um, you know, what motivated me was I heard, and I ain't going to say no names because I don't like to do that, but I heard a little birdie was around the set thinking that I was going to fail. I said, well, how dare you? You must not know because once I do commit to something, I'm going to go all out. Mm-hmm. I've committed to losing weight, but I'm not all the way there yet. I'm <laughs> halfway there. Process. I'm halfway there. But no, I mean, you know, I I, I had heard somebody thought that I was going to be, uh, that was going to fail. And I had a, had a call with Michael Goldman, and, uh, who's one of the EPs on the show. And he called and he was just like, yo, you fucking, like the authenticity part. He was yep. like, you tapped into who you were, you found your thing, mm-hmm. and the audience at home is going to react just like the audience there. Because I was trying to, because, you know, I'm nervous too. Like, I mm-hmm. want to see like, you know, how are people going to react? And so my family, they're so excited. They're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see. I'm like, please don't watch this shit. <laughs> please don't watch this shit. Because Thanksgiving will be I mean, like, what's different. the difference between what you talk about here and what you say on the stage? Because I talk here and I think nobody listens until I run into them. Like, I've never me? talked to my family about this show. Oh. But, but I know that I see them share it on their pages. I'm like, right. damn, they heard about me sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we had a good time. But no, I appreciate you, man, like, you know, making... It comfortable for me because I was terrified the whole mm. time I was filming. I was terrified the entire time. Well, mm. What I would say is, uh, after talking with everybody on the show and being on there for four seasons, uh, you only get better. I don't, I, I don't think there's anyone on the show that's still on the show that didn't get better. So if this was your first season, I could only imagine what's going to happen. Uh, also, stand up uh, because of Wild and Out, you know, these deals started coming in. This one person in Miami was like, "Hey, can you host our comedy show?" So if you want to dabble into stand-up, host the show host first. Host the show first. Okay. Because if you host it, you get to go up, hey, blah, blah, blah. You can say a joke or two, then present. Audience reacts. Correct. And, okay. The present, the, the, the next comedian. Once you get comfortable with doing that, then you'll be able to go and speak for four or five minutes. I tried that. I went to Miami. Uh, I forgot the name of the place, but um, I hosted a show. And when I opened up, you know, to, 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 uh, to present the, the, the first comedian... I was talking there for about six, eight minutes going off, and the audience was going off. I'm like, 
I like this. But was it pre-planned stuff or was it just off the head like you're It was. No, I had pre I had I spoke to another comedian, Rito Brown. He's mm-hmm. a he's a stand-up comedian. So we prepared some some topics. And um on the way over there, uh um there was actually a female pilot mm-hmm. on the way to Miami. So I used that in my joke. I'm like, have you ever seen women drive and how they multitask? And we hit turbulence. And I couldn't help but think she was in there doing her makeup while, you mm, know what I'm saying, mm, you know, mm, driving this mm, <laughs> driving this plane. Mm. It went off well. And, I'm shocked and that it did. It did they, they loved it. <laughs> I, I did it very, very respectfully. Mm. But, but now when you do stand up, um, you would never do stand up? Oh, hell no. Why? My Her? brain doesn't work like that. No, no, it you're doesn't. not. Is, are you too cerebral? I'm too cerebral. <laughs> yes, I like to. I like to sit down. Is that, like, is that? Are you being loquacious? No, I'm not being loquacious. I'm. I'm She's being. Yeah, words. but I'm. Uh, I like to sit down and I like to, you know, go inside my own head and just have a blunt and just get to writing like that. But I'm not. I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm funny like that. Mm. You know? I'm funny a, when I'm fucked up. I took like at least eight shots before I went on. Stage. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I won't lie. When you see what I did on Wild and Out, me and Tim Delegato, <laughs> I actually bought the biggest bottles of Hennessy that I could find, mm-hmm. and we drank all that shit. Oh. We mm. we drank an entire magnum sized bottle of Hennessy before we did the first show. They took off the Hennessy wrap and put a Wild and Out sticker on it, and you just seen them on the show. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. Okay, so when you do stand up, when one does stand up. Because I know there's a lot of funny people out there. Do you do you write the core of the joke and then when the audience reacts, build on it if it's if it's there? Like there's improv there's improv that goes into jokes as well, right? There 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 is improv. The thing that maybe you you don't know. I've seen you on stage. Mm-hmm. You have that sense of of of, of um, what is the word that I, I guess the, the the sense of now you 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 can read your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so when doing stand up, yeah, you do write your jokes. You you kind of write. What you want to talk about? Um, you write the punchline. You kind of sometimes you work. Everyone works different. Mm-hmm. I was in a room where Kevin was delivering his jokes to other comedians, and and just like I, when I do videos, I come up with a concept. Someone I try to punch it up. Like, hey, how about if you end it this way? You know, I'm in a room and Kevin's spinning jokes, and this other comedian's like, ah, what if you said this? I'll say it again. So it, 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 it's just you. You're writing the idea in your head, but the concepts are written down. Yeah, if, if I pull out my phone, I can show you the different concepts I have written down uh, uh, regarding it. But write the punchline, and you work your way to the punchline. It's not a script. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know what the punchline is, when you're on stage, you're going to get to the punchline. Mm. Damn. There's an mm. art that goes into it. Because I was mm-hmm. even, even on the show, I was watching Chico Bean, who is an interesting character because he's so in, he's so off to himself and isolating <laughs> and in his mind and in headphones on and really like you know thinking and being creative that like watching him on stage and him and carlos just improvising they're, they're, they're geniuses yeah of their own craft yeah yeah carlos tried me on a couple of jokes i'm not gonna say no shit today but he tried me you know <laughs> you know i was a rookie at the end of the day it was me and all these fucking kids and mm-hmm. you know when we first did our intro we were going around the room and everybody was introducing themselves when they got to me i was like i'm 40 i'm an alcoholic i'm gay you can say whatever the <laughs> fuck you want but I'm gonna come for your ass if you come for me. That w- I was still terrified at the point. I was th- that was me acting confident mm-hmm. until we got on that stage. But yeah, no, nah, man, I had the most exciting time. And the people that don't know these people on Wilding Out, the fucking the work ethic that goes into doing this show is not easy. Like from the moment you get there through hair, makeup, wardrobe, you're just going through you know camera blocking rehearsals, and then by the time you know it, you're on stage, and there you go. Then you're off stage, you're changing, you're going back on again. The vets. From How the many episodes do you guys film in a day? 
Um, well, sometimes, like, we filmed last season, I think it was 22 episodes. In 10 days. In 10 days. Oh, God, so that s- would make me want to vomit. <laughs> Some days we have three day, three episode days, but mostly are two, two episodes in there. And there's a 10 day. days straight through. And it's so high intensity, like, because it's all, it's all laughing and joking and, but it's you know, having f- to come up with, like, you know, material on the fly like that. I would go home <laughs> exhausted. I went home exhausted. Yeah, like and, I can't feel my face. And I stayed on the second floor with no elevator. So not only was <laughs> I carrying myself up the damn steps, but no, it was it was an experience where I left saying, I, I text Queen Latifah and said, bitch, I'm ready to be on Star. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. now I feel like I want to try the other things. That's why when I say to you, I really do want to try the skits or I do want to try to create con- some content. Who knows where this can go? Because, yeah. I mean, I look at you, you... Have a massive presence online. Then you have the stuff with HBO. Then you have the stuff with LOL. Then you have, you know, Wildin' Out. Like you've been able to create your thing. Um, I don't know what my thing is. You, you, you are a thing. The thing about <laughs> social media uh, for people that uh, that don't know, I mean, social media. I mean, to be successful at it, you have to have a thing. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why people follow you. You, why do they follow you? At yeah, but I only day, have 118,000. You have like two point what million? How many do you have? I mean, 2.1 million on Instagram, 2.3 on Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's a not, lot. Still, it doesn't, this doesn't mean anything because at the end of the, what you're, what you have to focus right now is on your content, what you provide. Mm-hmm. You have a starting base. Your mm-hmm. your start base is crazy, and the resource you have, mm-hmm. it's insane. So I see you doing something uh, using your resources that you already have something people don't have. Mm-hmm. You just got to put it to work, mm-hmm. you know. So I am gonna welcome you to my world. Let's film. Yes, uh, let's do it. Let, let, let's film because once you come into my world, you are going your, your ideas are just going to start mm-hmm. clicking, and then I, the resources. The, I think it's the starting part because, like we, you know, we had, uh, talked on the last show with um, Carl Kanai about being creative. Like I can create for days. I was mm-hmm. on my team meeting. I was in my team meeting yesterday. With my team in New York here, and we're all talking about ideas, and it's just like we've talked about these ideas, people. We need to fucking execute. So on that part, I think it's just like getting in the grind of it and the collaborative part of it and you're a very welcoming and collaborative person so it makes it easier to bring the ideas if you say okay we want to do this what's easy for me to get in my phone to start calling people you know and i know joanne the scammer is about to come back because you know he's been taking a hiatus for some time but i've been talking with his people about like doing something with joanne you know so figuring it out i just got to execute but i'm taking the challenge i want to do it okay then we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna get him in a skit and we have a concept from melissa ford too i'll tell you about I'll tell you a break. Because, <laughs> you know, Melissa Ford's ass is infamous. I mean, everybody in prison got it on the wall. They Every- have no idea. This thing is, is it's a little bit bigger. It's It shocks the shit out of me sometimes. And can I tell you that while we were interviewing the um, <laughs> the very talented and iconic Jennifer Lewis, your titties were all, all on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're... Um- yeah, I, I put I put on, I put on I put on some weight. I'm thick. I'm 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 thicker than like uh, I'm thicker than peanut butter that has no. You oil said that like it. you were Gabrielle Sidibe. Stop. No, no, I said I'm thick. Gabrielle okay. lost weight, by the way. I know she did. She looks. I, I love, love her. Gabri- I'd love I her do too. too. We got to get her on the show. She is like my spirit animal. So funny Seriously. when I say stuff, I can feel Kelvin uh, jumping in the background because we ain't getting that motherfucker on the show. <laughs> I, I don't talk shit. I just. Say what I think at the time. Mm-hmm. So I apologize if I was offensive, okay. but not really. So um, <laughs> you know, we we start this thing off here, people. Uh, before we even get into it, download and subscribe your uh, this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Share it to a fr- share it with a friend. Put it all over your social media. 
tell your mother, grandmother, anybody that's in hospice dying, just put headphones on them and tell them <laughs> to listen to our podcast because we will give them life. Where do you come up with this shit? What's the podcast name? Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. Hi. I just said it. Hi. <laughs> but um, where do I come up with this shit? I'm, I'm a sick motherfucker. And the thing about <laughs> it is sick. I've accepted <laughs> the sick shit that goes on in my head. You know, I, I, I don't have many friends anymore. And I realized what it is. It's not because of lack of popularity. It's not because of not having bad bitches because we all know I got that. Mm. The problem is, is that... I tend to think and say things that make people feel uncomfortable or that people don't agree with. Okay. So I just rather stay at home with uh, Netflix and chill, and a Dominican chill boy. Nope, nope, ain't nope. got none of them right now. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't. So you, you, you have should. nobody on the roster right now. I'm not saying that. Okay. They're not Dominican, no. but I am oh, going okay. to Dominican. <laughs> just to make but that I am going to Dominican Republic next week, so you know. Okay. What, what part? What part? Uh. Punta Cana, I think. Punta Cana, yeah. yeah that's a good part. How long are you going to be there for? Four days. That's as much I could spend anywhere. We went to, we went to Japan for four days. Mm-hmm. After, after two days, I'm like, I got shit to do. Yeah. I need to learn how to relax. But yeah, I, they're, they're gonna, the food is good there. They treat you like kings over there. It's uh, Punta Cana. Yeah. Have but you, you've never been before? Never. It's my first time. You've been time. to Dominican Republic? Never. I am shocked. Never. <laughs> no, because I, I know what's going to happen. When I get there, I'm not going to want to come back. But I'm going to come back. But I want to go into the city, so I'm like researching like security and all that because I don't trust shit anywhere. I don't know. I ain't going just into go, sh- go to the capital. Just go to Santo Domingo. Santo Domingo. Yeah. But I, well, I have to research where all the sexy people are at. That's where I'm gonna be at. But anyway, let's talk about where we were at this last week, Melissa. Um. Well, I am one of the few people that was not in Coachella. <laughs> I know you're about to go run that down. Uh, I had to stay back and work. I did the traffic press junket. How was that? Well, I saw the screening, I guess, two days before that, and um, it was- For people that don't know what Traffic is. Okay, yeah, no, I was going to tell them. So Traffic is a movie that's opening on April 20th, uh, 420, for all you stoners. Um, And it's got our friend of the show, Laz Alonzo, Omar Epps, Paula Patton is the star and producer, and Rosalind Sanchez. It's uh, written and directed by Dion Taylor, who's a former uh, uh, football player, um, turned, you know, pretty successful uh, movie director, and- great project i mean like it's it's a good thing it's not opening in the summertime because a lot of people probably wouldn't go see it because it's just it's such heavy material so it's about domestic sex trafficking that's basically what it is so omar epps and paula Patton are a couple in a relationship and they go it's her birthday and he wants to surprise her with this house you know rental that was a hookup through his friend who's laz alonzo who plays a complete and total douche He's even got like the porn stat. He's such an asshole in this movie, but he's a sports agent. So he did a great job. He did a great job. So he um, he's a sports agent. So he gets a lot of hookups. So he hooks him up with this gorgeous house out in the middle of nowhere, Sacramento, California. Um, that's where I'm from. I'm near there. I'm from Stockton. No, I, out in the out in the boondocks of okay. it. Like it, when you see it, it's it's okay. in the sticks, okay. but it's freaking gorgeous. Um, and after an exchange that they've had at a at a um, gas station you know, where she kind of runs into a girl who looks like she needs a lot of help. But she's not saying something in the bathroom. She kind of stays on her mind. She's a journalist, so she's constantly, you know, inquisitive and stuff like that. Listen, girl ends up on her doorstep and it goes all the way south after that. So it's that. a good movie. It's really, really good. And you know what? I challenge anybody who watches it to, you know, walk out of there and not feel like, how can I help? What can I do to draw attention to this, you know, to this, situation because it's happening basically right underneath your nose. The, st- mm. the statistics of domestic sex trafficking are like just abominable. It's so awful. Domestic Crazy. sex trafficking mm-hmm. is basically where you're taking young girls and you're moving them around 
state lines or what is it? Yeah, like literally, if you see, you could see something. But are these girls that volunteer to be trafficked? No or they woman tra- volunteers to be trafficked. S- excuse me, every bitch at Playhouse is being trafficked. <laughs> what? Um, By a baseball player, basketball player. Something just came out on that. The FBI just shut down uh, Backpage because yeah. the, the ma- major source of uh, domestic uh, trafficking was coming from. Yeah. Do you it's know be- how many niggas I know are unemployed now because of Backpage being taken down? I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. It's basically sex trafficking is another form of slavery. That's basically what it oh, is. Okay. And a lot and a lot of a lot of women who are in the sex trade now were brought in way underage. You can't consent to so that. So from kind other of thing. countries or no from, here. Like there's, they, there's, there's people that like a lot of kids who are in the foster care. Okay. You know. Um, uh, so they run away. Yeah. And then they get kidnapped. Or, or they end up get, just getting you know love bombed and pimped out. Okay. You know that sort of thing. But like you can see something as innocuous as like a big eighteen wheeler or a furniture truck going by on the you know on the and highway. And not know it's packed with a bunch of people. And not know it's packed with a bunch of women. But do, they tra- do boys get trafficked too? Uh, yeah. So yeah. trafficking is both ways. Yeah. But in this movie, it's following the girls that are being trafficked. Yeah, it's one particular story based on true events. Uh, when I talked to Dion, he was basically saying that, you know, in studying to write this movie, you know, the story is dramatic effect, but he basically pulled a lot of stuff from the headlines. How was, um? I saw the, the, the video back from the um, junket. How, you look great, by the way. Thanks. How was Paula Patton? Because, you know, sometimes with that girl, you never know. <laughs> She's uh, enthusiastic. <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a colorful word. Yeah, I mean, you know, she, her hair is like dyed blonde and cut short right now. Is she now. pretty in person? She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She got this megawatt smile, just perfect and white teeth. she's a nice teeth. girl. Super sweet, super sweet. And she was really, um, you know, when I talked to Laz about the movie before I'd seen the screening, he was like, she put her foot in this performance. And she did. She was, she was tenacious. She was dope. One of my writers, one of my writers met her in New York and she was like, she gave her some positive feedback on the movie. Yeah. And Paula was like, take my number, call me. Paula's like that. Yeah. She's very, she's very, uh, she's very sweet. She's gregarious. She's like, she's. She's a really nice person. Well, we just wrote today a story that she's dating a married man. So you didn't get a chance to ask her about that, did you? I did not. <laughs> well, it was written today. Well, I want to know the traffic on her Instagram well, right now. Hold on one second here. Who's the guy? I don't know. Some nigga got a wife and stuff. He lived with his wife. He married. Oh, and we don't know the name. So we're just like no. spreading a rumor. No, we're telling what the fuck's going on. I don't know. His Where name. did the information come from? Hollywood Unlocked. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Paula Pat. We'll catch up to you soon, girl. Yeah. All right. Did you do anything else? Hiking, something? Because I know you worked out yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a... What is your goal? My goal is to wear almost nothing this summer. Mm-hmm. I want to be ha- like, I like practically... That. Yeah, I want to be practically naked. I want thighs, like thunder thighs. You know whose page you have to go to? And I know you probably know this girl because she's in your world. Is Bundle of Britney. Do you know her? Oh, Bundle of Britney, yeah. She just followed Hollywood Unlocked. We followed her back. She has an amazing body. Oh, I know who she is. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I follow all the all the cute Instagram fitness models who are actually fitness models and not going to the <laughs> surgeon's office and being like, I woke up like this. No, she's like, she works all, She works out. Her yeah. workouts are hard. Yeah, Bundle of Britney. They're really, really challenging. The other There's another Britney one, Britney Babe. Um, she's a, She's another fitness... I just saw you know? this Bambi girl in my lobby of my building kick her out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that girl. <laughs> no, but you know the thing I love about, uh, oh, I was looking on Instagram, speaking about fitness really quick. I was mm-hmm. looking on Instagram the other day, you know, trying to find my source of motivation to get to the gym. I got there anyway. Mm-hmm. 
But I saw somebody that we both know. I'm not going to say their name right now because I don't want to put them all the way on blast. Mm -hmm. But they were talking about their fitness journey. Follow my fitness journey. And I'm like, motherfucker, you ain't got lipo. Mm. You, you don't have it. Your journey was to 90210. Right. You don't get to inspire me. Fucked mm. off my whole f- f- day because I wanted to go to 90210 but I said, nah, nigga, you going to inspire people by just doing it the, the right way. But mm-hmm. do you think people who've had work should be trying to inspire other people? I think that it's, I think it's really subjective based on, yeah. you know, who it is and what exactly is it that they had done, you know, because there's some things like, let's just say that there's somebody who's, you know, lost a lot of weight. Like they were 600 pounds and got down to like, I don't know, 250 a, or something a, a like gastro that. bypass. No, no, well, yeah, they did a gastro bypass just for the sake of their health. Um, so that's one thing. Okay, but or, then you need to talk about why you did that journey. Right. Don't say Transformation Tuesday as a means of okay, showing so people how, your body. How much weight do you think came off at the liposuction doctor's office? A lot. Okay. What's then, a lot? Like about... You can't do that much. 30, 25, 30? Yeah, 20. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a lot of fucking weight. Not, well, a lot, no, a lot of weight. If I lose 30 pounds. pounds, I can go to H&M. Right. Okay. <laughs> Nigga, you're shopping in a whole different demographic at this point. Okay. Well. <laughs> and um, the photos, see, this is the other thing. When Oprah lost weight, that bitch pulled out a whole bunch of Chick-fil-A sandwiches and fucking meat packs and shit. She showed you this is what the weight looked like. She just, in her nice little outfit, that's all I these photos were in front of Bentleys they didn't own and houses they didn't own and jets they well, never owned. Well, that's Instagram. But that was like, let me take you on my journey and inspire you. But I'm able to look through the lens of clarity. Nigga, mm-hmm. that's fake. Right. So are the, should those people be doing that? Well, you know. Because some- there's people with body images. and I mean, um, what do you call it? Body dysmorphic disorder. No, you know where like people have body issues or like. Body you know, dysmorphic disorder. Body dysmorphic disorder. Whatever. <laughs> That shit could fuck with them. Well, yeah, but here's the thing is sometimes, look, look at pastors and how they like to diddle little boys. Doesn't stop the message that they're trying to convey. <laughs> sometimes it's not the diddle message. little boys. We went from fitness to diddling with <laughs> little boys. Shit. Might as well throw some dicks and sucking and shit in there. Pussy eating too. Sometimes, Only here on Hollywood Unlocked. <laughs> sometimes it's not about the messenger. It's about the message. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, well, I skipped right over that I message tried. and went to the gym. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Tonya, what you been up to, bro? Uh, last weekend, I was in Puerto Rico, but I want to talk about the weekend before that. Since, okay. you know, you guys haven't been, haven't had me here, <laughs> and since I'm over here filling out, y'all testing me for Geo spots, since he might not come back. Oh, Geo <laughs> Army, oh, they the are Geo about to get Army. you. They about to get you. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about uh, uh, putting something out there in the universe. Okay. And how it works. Okay. And it worked pretty fast for me. Uh, two weeks ago, I went on Rosario Dawson's page. I love her. I love Rosario. We all do. I li- and I, you can the post is on my page. No, I actually saw her liking your stuff and commenting on your stuff too. Yes, I'm gonna tell you how that happened. Okay, I went on her page and I just wrote, uh, just putting this out there. Um, I'm gonna work with you one day. I, I wrote, I'm gonna work with you one day. Just putting it out there for the universe. Mm-hmm. She, about ten minutes later, she liked that comment. So I screenshotted that comment, posted it on my page. I'm like, look at the way the universe works. I, you know, I liked her. I, I said this, and she replied back, and she followed me. I'm like, great. Now she's going to see my content and see what I'm about. And that, uh, me putting it out there, it, it, it'll eventually happen. So um, the weekend comes, and I was a guest speaker at Harvard. At, Harvard? Uh, at Harvard, yes. Wait, 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 nigga, wait. <laughs> you went to Harvard? I went to Harvard. Damn. 
okay, can I just be like you? What? <laughs> I need to clean up my shit. Sorry, God. <laughs> so I'm at. They have this uh, big music conference. They even talked about uh, the, the designer Fubu. He was there as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet Dark Child. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Red- Rodney Jerkins. Rodney yeah. Jerkins. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just took different people from their craft to speak about entrepreneurs, entrepreneurity. Like, how did you do it? And that's what it was about, just entrepreneurship. And they brought me there to speak about how I did it and, 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 and my road uh, to my success and how, it bri- how what I do bridges into music. Um, so I'm there talking about all this stuff and, and social media stuff. And then I also mentioned, you know, about, you know, putting stuff out there in the universe. And then as an example, I said, I reached out to Rosario Dawson and just said, hey, we're going to work one day. And um, she liked my post. And I don't know what's going to come out of this, but uh, all I know is I put myself on that path. As soon as I finish talking, someone stands up in the audience. Hey, yes, how are you? Um, I'm Rosario's mom. No. She was in the audience. I have pictures and all. No. Yes. I at, sent- Harvard, at Harvard University? <laughs> yes, she was there. Tell, listen, if you're listening <laughs> to this little ass podcast, <laughs> you can't tell me there ain't a God out here in this world. <laughs> she stands up. Hi, um, I'm Rosario's mother. And I look and you, I, just, just the way she sounds, I can tell. And I, I saw her face. I'm like, that looks like Rosario. And, I, and everybody was just like, wow. You know, just, they, they, they saw it happen. So I, I took a video with her and I DM'd it uh, to Rosario and she starts laughing. She goes, the universe. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So then the guy who put all that together. So he's producing a movie that she's in and they're going to film some of it in the Dominican Republic. Nice. Oh, I want to be there for that. I'll so be that, when he told me about that, I'm like, and he goes, we'll talk. So, I, you know, I'm there in front of a guy that's producing a movie that Rose, Rosario Dawson's in. Listen, none of this is by chance. I, t- you know, I met you on the set of Wild and Out. I got the job from sitting here in my mind saying, am I ever going to go back on TV now outside of creating my own shit because I decided not to go back to the other show? Nick's here. Nick's expecting me to be messy and ask him a bunch of messy shit. And I use it as a way of asking him for a bunch of jobs. And I got wilding out, you know. And and so, like, when I, what I try to tell people, and the people in the comments, and we get thousands of comments from people like, oh, my God, that's so inspiring, whatever. You cannot be successful, and this is somebody sitting there that don't believe in God or don't believe in You cannot be successful if you don't believe there is a higher power in control of the shit that we are living right now. Yes, sir. Like, none of this is, like, it's all about time, preparation, opportunity, but more importantly, like, you've done the work to pave the way to get to where you, to get in that room. Mm -hmm. Another thing Oprah Winfrey said that I thought was so amazing, she said, if you find yourself in a room, you belong there. Yes. You find yourself in Harvard. You belong, like, for me, I can I can't see myself at Harvard, mm-hmm. but one day I might be there. But whenever you get there, you deserve to be there. Exactly. So that's awesome, and I, that's why I said to the people: if you don't believe that there's a higher power in control, even when the times are hard, like I'll go through some hard times and I'll be like, "Fuck!" I know there's a lesson in that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's, there, there, there always is. It's crazy. Well, that's amazing. There always is. Um, so that was my weekend. The weekend following up to that, um, I went to Puerto Rico for two reasons. One was to bury my grandmother. Uh, she passed uh, while I was on set. Um, I actually had to leave uh, while and out uh, because she, she was in the hospital mm-hmm. and got to say my goodbyes, and uh, she passed shortly after that. Um, her dying wish was to be buried with her, her, her parents, my great-grandparents, and they were buried in Puerto Rico. So um, we decided to take her last weekend to be buried um, over there. Mm-hmm. So we get over there, and it's in Cabo Roja, uh, it's a part of uh, Puerto Rico. It's on the west side of the island. 
And um, we get there, you know, my aunt, uh, which is my grandmother's daughter, you know, we have all the paperwork. They told us that we cannot bury her. We're like, why? Because you don't have the rights. Um, there's a next of kin, which would have been um, my grandmother's sister. But she went missing 30 years ago. Holy shit. So what are we supposed to do? We came over here. The family's here. We're all here. We need to bury her. And How does that work? Wait, hold on. We're skipping over something major. She went missing 30 years ago? Like what? Like well, a kidnapping? Not, no, like not, she just walked out the no, house for bread and never fucking went, came back? She went missing. She just decided not to pick up her phone no more and just started her life somewhere else. You guys have That's like Wait, eyes on it, her? Like no, we know she's some... We know nothing about her. I never met her. Wait, but how do y'all know she wasn't kidnapped or something? We... From family, she from what we understand, there was a wedding happening and she wasn't invited to, and she just told everybody to go fuck off. <laughs> and it just, but now she's the next of kin. She's the next of kin, but we, my grandmother was seventy uh, something, so her sister was older. So we think she's passed already, but we don't have no proof. So, so then, how do you handle? How did you guys resolve that? We can't, <laughs> we can't bury her. We don't have the proper paperwork. And they hold said, on, wait, wait, okay. I'm, we got to be sensitive because we're talking about burying a family member. Yes. Was she cremated? My grandmother was cremated. Yes. Okay, so, so you're walking so you're around with her, re, her remains. Correct. We have her remains. So you literally cannot go to a grave site and say, we want to bury these, and they do it. Well, initially, when you this was, this was a grave site that was bought years ago, um, and it was made for four people. So my great-grandmother and great-grandfather is there. Okay. So there was room for her. So she was going to be buried next to them. Correct. But now that slot is still open. It's still open. And they won't let you put the urn in there. They told us no. And that we have to go to the courts in Puerto Rico and maybe. But they don't even have no lights in it right now, right? Well, now that yeah, the lights happened yesterday, I was there. All the lights are out. All the lights are out. So anyways, so we're there. They told us no. My aunt's there. She's very emotional. My sister's there. I'm there. And um, I just had this idea. Uh, I'm like, like, can we just go to the, bur- the, the, the grave? Um, you know, there's a big plaque there or whatever. So we, I went with my family there. So we're just there. And um, we buried her ourselves. You dug up the earth. Yes. Are you telling a real story? I have the video if you want to see it. Wait, hold on. So you dug you dug the hole yourself? All right. So we, we I have the, the, the video right here. Mm. Wow. We opened it up and we put her in there ourselves. And so now what type of trouble are you in? No trouble. They, what are they going to do? They ain't got. They got bigger problems right now. The but, whole island has no power. No, I know, well, but is do. there is there a recording now of that burial? Is uh, no, phone? but we're we're going we're going to get a plaque and put it over that and put it and put it on there. Yeah, we're going to order the plaque because we can do that. We they just couldn't open it themselves. They, mm. they, we didn't have the rights to get it opened. Mm. I mean, what are they going to say? Well, listen. God bless you and your family. And Puerto Rico, get your shit together. If a family member is missing for thirty years and they're older than a seventy-year-old, chances are they're dead. So, so the sorry second, about that person too. Uh, and after that, it was also my my, my girlfriend's uh, birthday, so I invited her, her family, and uh, we just got to um, visit the whole island. Yeah, and Puerto Rico is probably one of the most beautiful places I've been. Yes, mm-hmm. I love Mexico. I love everywhere I go. <laughs> I did. Japan was okay, but the slopes it was too much. I loved it. So um, I went to Coachella. I'm going to keep my Coachella recap as simple as I can and (laughs) say that I don't give a fuck who goes back to Coachella and performs after this weekend. There will never be another performance like Beyonce. And I'm not even being biased. I actually brought a person that's Mm -hmm. never seen Beyonce, my cousin Anthony. Mm -hmm. I said, Anthony, 
have you ever seen Beyonce? Nah, she's, you know, she cool. She all right. I said, okay. I said, I'm telling you right now, she's going to change your life. Just, mm-hmm. she, just, she's going to change your life. Mm-hmm. So we run into Winnie Harlow, mm-hmm. friend of mine. We actually uh, camp out mm-hmm. in front, but they end up coming and moving the entire section in front of the stage because we had the artist bands, which get you like right to the stage. Mm-hmm. Beyonce built out her fucking stage all mm-hmm. the way out in an L shape. Um, and she performed with uh, over 100 people on the stage, mm-hmm. literally 100 people band. Everybody's seen it by now. But mm-hmm. one thing I will say is that I don't even think in the midst of what was happening, we got what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Until she said she was the first African-American woman to headline Coachella. Mm-hmm. And then she said, ain't that a bitch. But the thing about it is, and then she dropped a little, there was an audio clip of uh, DJ Khaled that said, this is no, Coachella's been renamed Beachella, mm-hmm. Beachella, whatever. Um, she owned that stage. She owned the festival. I don't think there was anything else happening at that moment when she performed. But more importantly, she did it for the culture and she... You know, Tina Knowles has come out and said that she's, you know, chose to use her platform and her voice for things that elevate humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce, please check your DMs. My friend, <laughs> my friend King Batch DMs her, writes on her page every day saying, check okay. your DMs. Well, Ju- the Beehive, there's a screen, there's a filter. Right. Sorry, <laughs> the, I seen Solange, uh, side note, Solange's son, Jules, mm-hmm. who people online are cruel to kids. You put kids up there, cruel, they'll say he looks this or whatever. They used to talk about him, whatever. He, mm-hmm. I saw, I saw him. Uh, he's grown up to be a cute, cute young man. Mm-hmm. He actually, you know, he, you know, you gotta let kids grow into themselves. Yeah. I had big ass ears, mm-hmm. big ass feet, whatever. Still got that, but you know, he grew into mm-hmm. himself. He's, he, you know, he got, he has a little homie there. You mm-hmm. know, he was like a grown, little, grown little man on his way to see Migos. But I ran to Solange, and all I could tell her was, "Yo, you just fuck shit up." But mm-hmm. um, ran into a lot of people there. I was on Rihanna watch because I was trying to find Rihanna. Everybody was like, "Cause." You know, people, you know, you're in the, you're in the backstage. So mm-hmm. there's rumors like Rihanna's here. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally walking backstage with my Polaroid camera mm-hmm. looking for Rihanna. This bitch had on a goddamn Gucci mask or some kind of mask. Oh, yeah. Where you couldn't see it was her. She had a ski mask on. So people were like, yeah, a- look for Rihanna. She had a mask on. But I'm thinking she got like a little handkerchief on. Yeah. I saw the pictures later. Didn't know she was like a whole production. But <laughs> um, shout out to I ran into Gigi Hadid, Bella weekend Kendra, i mean everybody was there mm-hmm. this was i had the best experience yeah it looked like it more importantly beyonce what she did for the culture um was amazing and shout out to migos and i cut, ran into cardi mm-hmm. cardi looked great she mm-hmm. um she actually uh paid dip- homage to left eye yeah from, from TLC. tlc with the hair but she also brought out every single person that's featured on her album <laughs> except mm-hmm. for jay balvin and um the other guy i can't remember but that's crazy she brought yeah. out yg uh What's the nigga name? 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. She brought out Chance the Rapper. She brought out Kalani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all there. Bad, yeah. Bad Bunny? Was he- she didn't bring out Bad, Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Those were the two that she didn't. But everybody else that was on her album, she mm-hmm. was there. Ran into Amber Rose. Had an interesting conversation. I'll just say this real quick before we get to music. She looks like she's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> she looks great. Yeah, she does. So I walked up to her and I said, hey. where, where were you during the Me Too movement? Oh, what was oh, her answer? Oh, me and Amber had a couple. Well, me and Amber, this is Amber, me and Amber, we like best friends now. Okay, so what'd she I say said, to that? Because a lot of people are wondering, where was she? She was in love during the Me Too movement. She, nope, she had a really good fucking point. Go ahead. I think when Amber talks to me now, I think she thinks she's in an interview because she always has the right answer. Okay, go smart. ahead. Go ahead. She said to me, because I said to her, stop falling in love. Stay focused on your, on your message. She said, mm-hmm. oh, it was nothing to do with that. She said, you know, the Me Too movement was started by a black woman and nobody cared until a white woman said something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she was like, so why am I going to jump on that bandwagon like everybody else did? 
she was like, well, how about highlight the woman that started the movement no, but, and talk and talk about her? Yeah, because but but you know what's crazy? I didn't even know a black woman started that movement until mm-hmm. I saw a white Michelle Williams talking about it. Right. So when yeah. she said that, her answer was very clear. She was like, nobody started talking about that until she said a black woman started that, and nobody started talking about it until I, a white woman did. I knew that a black woman did, and she mentioned that the last when she was here when she talks about feminism. Uh, and there, dif- there being a distinct difference between white feminism and just feminists in general. You know, but, but so. what I respected about it was mm-hmm. that, you know, we work in an industry of bandwagoners. Yeah. It's easy to hop on a bandwagon. It's easy mm-hmm. to see somebody, you know, these clout chasing motherfuckers. No disrespect to Funk Flex. I posted something the other day on mm-hmm. Hollywood Unlocked saying that I thought he was a clout chaser. Mm-hmm. Nicki, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Why the fact that we're, why we're talking about this beef, I don't know. But here we go. Mm-hmm. I posted something uh and then people thought that people think that i hate Nicki minaj mm-hmm. i love Nicki minaj mm-hmm. but when Nicki minaj did an interview and said she felt that Nicki uh was cardi. mean to her cardi cardi was mean to her whatever you know she was crying and emotional and she had said that it hurt her feelings when she heard somebody said she wrote, wrote rewrote her song after or rewrote her verse on motorsport after she heard Nicki's uh cardi's verse um and she didn't I got the unreleased track. Mm-hmm. I got the original track. So I put it out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you did change your verse. Mm-hmm. So people start going off. I say all that to say, I see so many people clout chasing now. Mm-hmm. Cardi B is the hot girl. So everybody wants to be a Cardi B fan. I was a Cardi B fan when she was fucking doing videos and skits on fucking Instagram. Cause I was like, this bitch got a personality that's out the gate. Mm-hmm. Just, just out the world. Mm-hmm. And so now people are clout chasing her. And now it's become this thing where, you know, friends of Nicki are sending me things. I'm Nicki Minaj got to call me for me to put something out. Mm-hmm. Don't send your worker bees to come talk to me. If Nicki mm-hmm. Minaj ain't called me, don't send me nothing. Don't send me explanations. So I took this heat. I say all that to say what I respect about Amber was in an industry that's driven by staying relevant, she could have been a bandwagoner and mm-hmm. jumped on that to hijack that platform mm-hmm. to make hers bigger. But she chose not to. Okay. Well, she should say that somewhere because a lot of people were wondering and drew the connection or drew the conclusion that she was basically a hypocrite and absent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, when no. it, when it most counted. Yeah. I so she s- should, she should stand up. I would like to see her stand up for herself in that regard, rather than stand up for black China's dick sucking skills. Honestly, I, I, I think anything she does, people are going to talk shit regardless. Well, I mean, listen, she, she understands that she's put, she's, she's put the bullseye right on her. She said it on the show. She's just like, attack me. I can take it. Go mm-hmm. ahead. You know, as long I'm taking it for everybody. Well, so. I didn't ask her about 21 Savage, but I did tell her, look, mm-hmm. your baby daddy in the gym looking good, got the body right. Y'all <laughs> clearly still want to fuck. Get back with Wiz. And she said, she basically, you know, they have a special relationship, but mm-hmm. she didn't, um, she didn't give on that they were going to get together, but she was back in full force. She was out there. She's been more active on the gram. She's been more active in her building. But that's my whole thing. Why do women, why do y'all give up work or stop working or slow down working when y'all get with a man? Uh, don't look at, don't, don't look at me. I don't slow the fuck down. I mean, I have, I guess. Um, one, you get really consumed by him and, and feeling like you're in love. Two, who knows? Maybe you're with a really demanding, possessive kind of guy. I mean, when I was engaged, my career was, you know, on the up and up. His was on the major downslope. And he made me feel guilty for my success. Mm. He made me hate my own success because he was so insecure because of it that whenever we'd be out and there would be like, you know, fans or whatever the case is, and they'd come over when we were having food 
it would be an instant fight that I'd have to go home to because people were, you know, celebrating me. And it just, it just, it sucked. It sucked being involved with somebody, you know, that couldn't handle what was going on in, in my life. Um, so but that's why everybody got to get with somebody they can grind with. Because if you with somebody who don't appreciate your grind, I, I can tell you the most happiest time in my life where I've been in love and working has been when I've been grinding with somebody to get, right. you know, and together. And, 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 you know, the one thing I did say to Amber, I was just like, you know, girl, stop falling in love. Stay mm-hmm. focused, you know, because one thing that I have come to know about Amber is she really is a sweetheart. She really mm-hmm. does have a heart. And she really does care about people. Mm-hmm. And I also told her that I really appreciated how she defended her son's choice to love Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and how to, how she defended him when people were attacking her and t- attacking him for yeah. basically saying he was gay. Yeah. And I said, you know, continue to support your son being who he is and liking what he likes because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, liking Taylor Swift don't make you gay mm-hmm. necessarily. But if your child does de- decide to be gay, I think it's a, it would be a disturbing thing if you think it's appropriate to shame him or right. allow other people to shame him. Right. But anyway, that was my thing. Coachella was hot. Migos, I'm telling you right now, they're my favorite hip-hop group. They came, I mean, they came out there and fucked shit up. Uh, who else was there? Oh, I ran into Diplo. Diplo's mm-hmm. coming on the show. Uh, nobody knew it was Diplo, but for some reason, I knew it was He had a whole mask thing going on, but mm-hmm. he just had Diplo swag. So I said, <laughs> so I put out my my uh, Coachella cam. I said, nigga, what's up, Diplo? So he took a picture. Um, mm-hmm. Ran to Christina Milian and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Asked her to come on the show. The thing that I thought was interesting. Oh, by the way, Tiger Niggy, they're fucking. Got to put that on the record. They Ooh. are fucking. They had fucking energy. Okay, Tiger and Iggy. Tiger and Iggy Azalea. Really? Oh, they're fucking fresh. All right. <laughs> so Iggy sees me. I go to see Miguel because, you know, I haven't talked to Miguel since he's been famous. Mm. Um, and so I went to go see his show. Actually, I did run into him at Puffy House, and I reminded him that I was friends with him before he was famous, but I reminded him that he doesn't call back. But anyway, whatever, I digress. Um, so I, I go over there. I see Gigi whatever. And uh, Iggy walks. I see Iggy and Tiger together. But mm-hmm. every time I see Tiger, and he was on Wildin' Out with us to see yeah. them. Every time I see Tiger, he, he, he like, shrinks in the background or he moves somewhere away from me but mm-hmm. I don't know what that is so I see Tiger here and all of a sudden Iggy's right here and she's like what's up I'm like what's up and I said so when are you coming on the show and she was like well what are you going to ask me and I said well girl I'm not going to ask you about Tiger because we already posted earlier that y'all were together <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were there together for sure the weekend was there I mean there were a lot of people there mm-hmm. I mean everybody was going to be there for you know Beyonce's performance no one wanted to miss that I know I didn't but I was working well, just when I thought I couldn't love Rihanna anymore, mm-hmm. I spotted Rihanna front row at Beyonce's concert dancing hysterically. Mm-hmm. And the fact that somebody at the top of the game mm-hmm. can show somebody else who's above her, That's whatever, amazing. love. That's amazing. It's amazing. I don't really understand. Yeah, I, th- I feel like people tried to pit them against each other, you know, and it just, I never understood why. that They are so different from one another as artists, just how they conduct themselves, the way they look. Like what they, happens to our culture? Because white yeah. people, they can get together and collaborate. Yeah. Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift, Demi Lovato, they can all be friends and stuff. Our people, it's always that only can be one. I hate that absolute, you know, absolutist kind of attitude that people seem to take where you can't be a Nikki and a Cardi fan. You can't be a, Reyonce and a, a Rihanna and a Beyonce fan. You can't, like, it's just, it's it's stupid. I think the Rihanna and um, um, Beyonce situation was the whole Jay-Z uh, there was rumors uh, that yeah. Rihanna was, you know, fucking around with Jay Z. It's, yeah. it's, I, I can't stand that. Being a woman in the industry, it has always been super frustrating. You know, 
myself and my counterparts and how you just can't stand next to a guy without people being, oh, they're fucking. You were it's in the annoying. Big, you were in the big pimping video, right? Yes. Did Jay-Z try to hit on you? No. Ever? Okay, well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So. He wasn't with her at the time, people, and he tried to hit on me, and I made it clear that I was there to do a job, which was just be in the video and make your shit look really good, and that's it. Damon Dash came over to me with the champagne bottle. I was like, pour that shit on me. I'm beating you over the motherfucking head with it, okay? I got a, I got a, I got a question, though. <laughs> Jay-Z at the time and during that video, if nobody would have known, would you have done something with Jay-Z? No. You weren't attracted Cause, to Because nobody would have known if I did something with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew and I didn't want to. I had a boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And I was, like, serious about him. So, no, it wasn't. And he was respectful, you know, but he had to ask. Yeah. I don't blame him at all for asking. Shit. Ha- should he, so you're saying if you didn't have the boyfriend, you probably would have gave Jay-Z a shot? I mean, there's no way you to lying. say right now. There's no, I no, probably not. <laughs> I made it a, I made it a, a point to not shit where I ate. So if I was on a music set, I had no interest in the artists, the fucking entourage. I didn't care and about what, anybody. I just wanted a check. Yeah, and, and my check was to be a principal or lead girl. So I didn't stay around for Eminem's performance. I'm not the biggest Eminem fan. I mean, I know Whoa. he's he's legendary, mm-hmm. and people, yeah. But my feet hurt so fucking bad. When you walk around for days and stand up for hours and just don't drink water and you just there. Beyonce told you to drink water, motherfucker. She did tell us. <laughs> she actually sent out instructions yeah. for watching her show. Yes, she did. To the um, Beehive. Mm-hmm. But we had a great time, man. And I had a really good time hanging out with Winnie. You know, I think Winnie's probably one of the most un, um, misunderstood people online. When we post her, you get mm-hmm. all these comments for people mm-hmm. uh, about her. But um, Wendy's one of the sweetest people that I know. She's sweet, but she had a good time. And um, yeah, there was a lot of great, a lot of great people there. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber ran into Justin Bieber. I was walking through, and I bumped into him, and I went to say excuse me. It was Justin, so I, you know, shook his hand and spoke for a quick second. He was with Johnny. I don't know if you know Johnny from uh, yeah, yeah, Shots, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. They were I was Shots. I was just in Soul Cycle with Justin. Dance yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he's love. Justin looks happier now than he's ever looked in his life. Yeah. But I heard he punched somebody because apparently a guy was like beating up a girl, so he punched the guy. Yeah. That's what I, I don't know. Ain't nothing like smelling like money. And you know what I love? <laughs> I used to go to Barney's and spend tons of money. I would get all types of shit that had no name on it just because it smelled good. And I know I smelled more expensive than the next nigga, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen, I discovered Scentbird.com. Mm-hmm. And you know about Scentbird because I, tur- I turned you on to it. Mm-hmm. So now you can actually subscribe to a service that sends you designer colognes and perfumes and perfumes mm-hmm. for a price that's, you know, affordable. Mm-hmm. So you can actually sp- smell smell like money while you save all your money. Exactly. I like that. Don't you like that? That, that should be your catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The reason why I use Simper.com is because I found myself at Barney spending like a thousand dollars on cologne, which mm-hmm. is cute when you put it in your little box. But then I have all my little friends who come over crashing and spraying on my shit. And every time I hear the ch 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 that's like $60. You know what? Let me tell you something. I will slit somebody's throat <laughs> for coming over to my apartment and say, hey, Mel, can I borrow some perfume? And then you spray on some $250 perfume. I'm like, don't touch it, okay? And my thing is, what makes you think you can smell expensive? When we both walk in the club and I walk by everybody. Okay, let me tell you. First of all, if I walk by somebody and they smell me and then you walk by and you smell just like me. I'm mad. No, we're fucking. (laughs) But either way, I just personally feel like you shouldn't come to my house. You shouldn't go through my shit. But now I feel like I can ball on a budget. Yeah. So with Scentbird.com, I can get all of these different fragrances, the Gucci's, the Prada's, and Mm -hmm. this and that. And so 
when I found that I could do that, I'm like, okay, cool. So I just stock up now. When all my friends come and squirt, I'll be like, yeah, squirt your life away. Not a problem. <laughs> okay, well, that's good that they can squirt. And you know, all away. your friends want to be you. So why don't you just let them go in and spray all this, all your shit on them? Well, now they've got a whole lot more options <laughs> when they come over to my house because of scent birds. So, you know, I've been able to get a hold of the new Prada and the new Gucci and the new Kate Spade fa- fragrance and I've gotten, you know, been able to get a hold of, you know, my old favorites and stuff. So I'm really excited about it. And you guys should be too, because if you log on to scentbird.com. And that's back, scent. 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 Yeah, we should, yeah, we should spell that. Scent. S-C-E-N-T. <laughs> bird. Scentbird.com backslash unlocked. You will unlock unlock our 50% off code. So it will be $7.50 for your first month. So so let me just translate that. For all of you out there that are used to the EBT lifestyle anyway, look, this $7.50 I have you smelling like Gucci and Prada in these streets. You better, you better go sell a couple. Let me stop. Exactly. And what I like most about it is it's a travel spray size. It'll last you up to 30 days and it can't get, be confiscated by TSA. I hate when that happens. I do too. Oh my God, I hate when they take my lotion. Let me tell you what I do when they take my shit at TSA. Mm. As soon as I put that expensive bottle up there and they snatch and say, sir, sorry, this can't go back. I say, bitch, you trying to steal it from me, ain't you? <laughs> they do. They take it. Yeah. They do. They take it. So anyways, for you guys out there, just log on to scentbird.com uh, backslash unlocked and you'll be able to unlock our 50% off offer for you. All righty. Get to smelling good, bitches. Wait, but he's gonna chew he's gonna chew the, the cord. He's chewing the thing. Okay, ready? All right, so we're back on Hollywood Unlocked. Listen, we've had guns pulled on us. We've had a woman suck a fake dick, and now we've we have a goat. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why we are deciding to include this whole experience is because we should love thy neighbor as much as we love thy animal. No, because we couldn't pass this up. There's a goat in this in the studio today. We we need. Hi, Bentley. So Bentley I, I know I was just in a country. I was in Australia, and they were trying to eat, get me to eat a fucking kangaroo, and I started thinking, like, what are animals that we shouldn't be eating? People eat goats, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah especially West goat. Indians. Curry goat. Yep. I'm sorry, Bentley. I, okay. I've done it. So, step up. I know we follow you on Hollywood Unlock. What's your name again? Uh, my name is Kelvin. Okay. I go by Cold Game Kelv. So, Kelvin, do you know Tony Oskitz? I mean, of course, you guys are in the same space. You know, yes, he's the king, yeah. king of that shit. Okay, so you you've you've like uh you're the guy that's with all the pets all the animals well they're not pets giraffes they're not your pets Nah. okay so why did you choose animals i know you had talked earlier like you got to find your find your niche Uh, he found this niche (laughs) yeah um i didn't really find my niche my niche kind of found me it was like all unintentional i went viral for feeding deer in my backyard and you got backlash for it first you went viral because all the people well he would feed random a deer but people started going in the comments saying like, yo, you can't feed them that kind of food. Then he changed it up and started feeding them well, healthy you, what stuff. What were you feeding them, Cheetos? Uh, no, nah, I fed them powdered donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so people went in on them, and then he Why? changed it up and, and started feeding them healthy stuff. people shut the fuck stuff. up. If some of y'all niggas need to stop eating donuts, so I know I need to stop eating donuts. All right, so where are you from? Uh, I'm from New York and Texas. Like, I spent my life living in both, traveling back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, the, so you went in and you started feeding deer, and then... Um, you started feeding llamas and bull. What else do you feed? Um, I feed about everything that mm-hmm. comes in my, my backyard or any animal that I feel like I can feed. Where do you live? <laughs> well, uh, I made, um, well, I lived in Pennsylvania and then now I live in uh, LA. 
North mm-hmm. Hollywood. But where the animals come from? How they know to find well, you? Not only that, how the fuck did you get a goat in hell? Hollywood, we don't got goats walking down the street. How did you get a goat in Hollywood? Craigslist. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. Really? So y'all went on Craigslist and said, who got a goat? And somebody said, you can borrow my goat. No, 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 not borrow it. I bought him. Oh, you bought So the goat lives with you? Yeah. So well, you he li- uh, I keep him at a ranch because goats, they can't live by themselves. Right. They're social animals. So he lives with other goats and horses. Like, he lives a good life. Mm. How much cute. do you pay for? How much does a goat cost? Um, I got him for three hundred fifty dollars. Oh, that's a deal. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> a deal. Right. Go, go. <laughs> okay, so Tonya, we have to do a skit with the goat and with with Kel, Kel right? Yeah, I'm okay. with it. We have to do something. You know, Tonio's he's getting me in this world. Yeah, uh, I remember some. I was at some place that you were at, and then I had left, and somebody told me that that you 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 had asked you like, yo, Tonio don't fuck with me. It's like I didn't I didn't I didn't see you. I didn't know. So I just want to let you know, like I fuck with you. I, I know you. Sh- I didn't. I didn't know. Nah, it's all good. Bro. Oh, we good. It's, it's not personal. Yeah, he said it's, it's all good. It's not personal. Wait till I see you in the street. I'm gonna slam this goat on you. Like, nah, <laughs> we good. It's all love, my dude. Listen, you know I mean? know. listen. The only pro- <laughs> I told this to a motherfucker to try to ruin my day yesterday. The only nigga I got a problem with in these streets is Wells Fargo. That's it. <laughs> I need more zeros on my account. Them motherfuckers won't just give them to me. Okay, so wait, Kel. Okay, so Bentley is really chill. Like, is this a normal goat disposition? Man, to be honest, I feel like I just got lucky because, like, ever since I got him, well, when I saw him on the ad on Craigslist, uh-huh. I already knew. I was like, damn, that goat deserves to be mine. Like, I already know. And then when I pulled up on him and I actually, uh-huh. like, felt out his actual vibes, I was like, yo, he's actually very chill. And the, uh, the owner, she was like, yeah, he's our favorite goat. I'm really sad that I'm selling him to you, but... <laughs> How, how old was he when you got him? I got him, he was four weeks or two weeks. Oh, he must have been so cute. I need to see a picture. Yeah. Oh, you want to see a picture? I okay. got to see a picture. I'm a huge okay. animal before lover. Before we get into pictures, because we're on the air, let me just say this. I know you got a lot of kids following you, and I know you don't know the fuckery that you walked into, but I have to ask this question because <laughs> all my fans are wanting to know. Oh, fuck. So when you're fucking, does the does the thing just bite your balls? Or are you like, do you have to tie all your animals? Because you got llamas, you got cats. You don't have cats. You don't have regular animals. Uh, nah, there's cats at the crib. We had a dog passed away earlier this year. RIP, my boy Max. But okay, um, so when you're having sex, do you have your animals? Are they put up? Do they get to sit in the room? I mean, is there a playpen? <laughs> like, because this thing looks like it needs some food or something. Yeah, nah, his hay is downstairs. <laughs> okay. So when you have alone time, what do you do with your animals? Are they always around? Uh, nah, they're not always around. You know, sometimes I just live a regular human life, just chilling without animals. I'm not saying that being with animals is not a regular human life, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, okay. I just live life. Question, is there any animal that you're afraid of or anything that you're afraid of in terms of something that's alive? Um, like a lot I, of people are afraid I, of snakes. I love snakes. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like like wild snakes just because mm. I wasn't afraid of them at first, but mm-hmm. it, the past, like this year I've already gotten bitten twice by snakes. I got bit by anaconda. Really? Yeah. Okay, so hold that thought because this is so I should make this clear. I I I'm not fucking with wild snakes. I like uh You fuck with a big couple big snakes in your life. <laughs> yes, I, I, def, I definitely have. Um, got a few shout-outs later on. But anyways, no, no, no. no. But I, I like trained animals. So I've I've had to do photo shoots with snakes before with like a twenty foot python and and then a boa constrictor, and it was dope. Like I didn't, you know. Like animals, you know, even snakes need love too, you know? Nah, for sure. But like I would never do a shoot with like a tarantula or something. Like, fuck no. Like if it's got six legs or more, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of insects. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I just wanted to know if you were. So you prefer to play with animals that eat you or that can't well, eat you? That, so how, okay, so the anaconda, how big was it? 
It was uh, like 13 feet. Size I was doesn't just, um, matter. Have y'all seen uh, The Real Tarzan on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I follow him. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I was with him, and like he took me to go catch iguanas one day, and we was like on a little boat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like my- Hey, nigga, what's up? So Want to go so catch like some iguanas? Homies, my homies call me and be like, nigga, you want to hit Warwick? We're like, nah, I'm tired. Uh, when your boy calls you and says, do you want to go catch iguanas? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's when you know it's real. <laughs> so what happened when you guys were catching iguanas? That's when you ran into the anaconda? Nah, that was that was a different time. I don't even know why why I got into that, but that's when I found out I was afraid of like snakes and insects and stuff because we was out in the middle of the night with just like little flashlights on our head, like in a little boat in a lake where there's snakes in the water. Okay. He's in there catching the snakes out of the water. Real Tarzan. The real Tarzan. Like, he's really, this he's is really about I, this that is, life. Okay, but this is what I understand. Are you guys doing it for, because you know like, I have Boont Gang here, and I get a lot of criticism when we have influencers on the show or, or people who are uh, creative like you on the uh, you all on the on the gram because of that. Um, when so Boont's thing is pulling out the gun and destroying everybody's life. You're you guys you guys do, are you doing the excursions looking for these animals for the sake of getting those funny moments, or is it just like y'all really just like to go out on boats and find iguanas and snakes? No, I really just appreciate wildlife. Like, I was going to say, like, I that's why I like um, The Real Tarzan, and I'm going to follow you as a result, because I really like... Did you follow Tonio yet? Yes, mofo. <laughs> wow. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. What's okay, your Instagram? I just listen, check. just hold... Can I get my point out? Hold on one second here. I love the fact that pages like yours kind of, you know, raise a little bit more awareness, because people can be very close-minded when it comes to animals like goats or snakes or you know llamas. lizards llamas they just will be like ew and why and it's just like nah it's they're they're kind they're animals like yeah. i like pages like that they yeah. kind of educate people on you know things that they might not be able you know not see just crossing their path on a daily basis that's dope they're so really do these dope. have the, these animals when they walk up to your guys's car um they look like they have they ever fucked up your car i mean they've hit your car yeah. right yeah. like what bulls or what it was a, a, a like a longhorn Mm. Like so, you know, like the cow with the big old horns. So, so like, they yeah. scratched the car. Yeah, he was scratching the car up. Like ostriches have been pecking at like the window and stuff. And I was like, damn, y'all messing up my mom's car. Mm. <laughs> and so, what do you go back and tell your mom? Like, I ran into an ostrich today. Your shit's fucked up. Or- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My mom's the best because she's like, well, son, I support everything you do. It's just the car. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So it's dope. Like, Aww, that's she don't really be tripping like that. Okay, I, I still have to go back to this. What did it feel like when an anaconda bit you? Do they have teeth? Yeah, they had teeth. Yeah, they got a whole bunch of teeth. Because so. they're, they're animals that, like, their their process of, you know, killing somebody is strangling them. You know, it's fix, it's asphyxiation. So they, it bit you, and it hurt. I'm just trying to prepare myself yeah, yeah. for, I'll, you know, anything that could happen. To be honest, it didn't really hurt like that. I was just, I just wanted to get him off me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he was, like, right here. And then when I found out he bit me, he kind of just, like, nipped at me. Like, yo, put me down. Okay. And I was just, like, oh, like so, I, And he was I, I wild. react. And yeah. he was wild. He just pulled him out the 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 the, the water. Nah, he well, we pulled him out the water, but he wasn't a wild uh, anaconda. Somebody had him like as a pet. Oh Christ Almighty! All right. Yeah. Oh, I was about to ask. You, don't you have to go to the hospital? And no, no, no. I didn't go to the hospital or nothing. Like they they're just, not venomous. They just, they just cleaned it, and but it was like bruised. Like my whole arm was bruised up. So what type, got- what type of shots or medication do you have to take before you start running? Because you know, as cute as some animals are, these motherfuckers also be carriers. Like. <laughs> The way I was raised, well, I was raised in a group home, but the way that I watched <laughs> other people be raised, you know, you got to be careful with animals you touch, you know, or whatever. Like, do you ever, like, did you have to have this uh, goat 
did you have to get like medication shots, stuff like that? What do you uh, call it? Immunization? Nah, he, he gets like he gets his shots okay. and stuff, but you don't really need to get shots from like okay. livestock. I know, but you're raising a group home? Oh yeah, I'm a group home kid. I come from foster home. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, my shit was fucked up. Yeah. But here I am, and this is why I'm as uh, angelic as I am today because of the foster care system. That's that fucked me up. <laughs> so all the shit that I did on Wildin' Out, that was because I was uh, fucked up as a kid with the, uh, with the foster care system. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what, do you put your goat on a leash? I tried it like a couple of times, but he doesn't really like it, so I just let him do his thing. So when you guys roll up to the radio station, do you just carry the goat in, or do you just let it out the car and let it run up? Yeah, I just let it uh, let it out. Does wow. he kind of like walk beside you? Yeah, yeah, he follows me. Oh, that's yes. cool. I gotta start. I gotta start running first, and then he starts running after me. Do, does he Does he know his name? Nah, not really. Does no. he know not to take a shit right now? <laughs> nah, like, well, at least he has the common courtesy of like get up to get off me and then take a shit on the floor. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> that's, cool. that's the kind of goat we want. Yeah. You know, Melissa's dog was running around the studio, pissed right here by me. <laughs> Why are you telling on me? Because it pissed by me. Okay, well, the carpet is dark, okay? Nobody would have noticed if you hadn't um, shouted it well, out. We're not going to say nothing. Cole, let him know. <laughs> um, how big is? How big does it grow? Uh, this oh, is like I, you know how many times Bentley. I've heard that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's it? That's as big as Bentley's going to get? Yeah, yeah. That's about like he, re- he reached his uh, how old, how growth potential. Yes. How old is he now? He's four months. Oh, he's four months? Yeah. Still a baby. He's probably going to grow like a little bit more, but like not really like hmm. much bigger than this. But um, yeah, I wanted to loop back around. Like you asked me like what's my goal with it? Yeah. So um, w- once I went viral, like I just saw it like as a huge blessing. And um, a lot of people know me for like the everybody eats model because it's something that I said in my videos and people just like caught uh, attention to it. And um, it was around. What's what, for those of us that don't know, what does everybody eats? What, what does everybody? Said, yeah, what, what is everybody? What is eats? Yeah. yeah. Well, I started a nonprofit um, like two months after being viral and it focuses on helping families in need during the holidays. So like we provide meals for families during uh, Thanksgiving and a whole bunch of toys for kids uh, during oh, that's Christmas. Pretty, that's nice. Wow. Yes. Really nice. How old are you? Nineteen. Wow. Really? So, what, yeah, so where where does all this like? I mean, listen. I love positivity because I, you know, there's a lot of positivity that lives within me too. It just, you know, it's, it's on hiatus right now. Where does his philanthropic spirit? Where does all that wanting? Because, like, you know, the one with nature, the one with animals, yeah. the giving back. That's all positive. Where does all that come from? Well, um, to be honest, bro, like, it, uh, I felt like like during high school, like I had it like really rough. Mm-hmm. But um, like I was in terms of like what? uh like living conditions like mm-hmm. um, well my mom's uh her boyfriend had like left her so mm-hmm. we were home alone mm-hmm. so like everything in our house stopped working like we had like no heat during the winter and no uh, AC during the summer you know what I'm saying like and um we couldn't eat some days mm-hmm. so but I worked hard like throughout this whole thing like I focused all my efforts in school and swimming and um and work. You know, to try to help my mom and try to just like live that positive lifestyle because I don't want to sell drugs. I don't want to do any of that. I just wanted mm-hmm. to like, I just wanted to do what I felt was right, at least for my parents. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like when I went viral, it was just like, damn, like this is crazy. Like I just moved, like getting ready for college, and this happened to my, this happened to me. So I just want to like spread the love to everybody. That's dope. That's dope. Are you still going to college? Are you in? Oh, no, I'm not in college anymore, though. No. Well, now I feel guilty asking a nine-year-old if he let the goat eat his balls while he was fucking. So <laughs> we're going to clear that part out real quick. 19, not nine. nine I said 19. No, no oh, you said nine. nine. It sounded crazy. The goat is over here <laughs> jumping up on shit. Sorry, tripod. I'm trying to make sure he don't eat shit that he's not supposed to eat. Okay, so you moved to L.A. by yourself. Where's your family at? 
Uh, my mom is in Florida now, and then my dad is still in Pennsylvania. And so you're out here on your own? Yes. At 19? Yes. So do you make a lot of money? You guys make a lot. I mean, I know you're making fucking money. I, you need to hurry up and get me in this shit today. If oh. I didn't have to go interview Khalees, I'd be doing a video. Mm. Okay. We're going to do it. So how do you guys, how do you guys, I mean, you're like the master of it, so it's something that we all can learn. How do you all master that audience once you built it? Like, how do you, how do you monetize it? Um, well, there's just different ways in, uh, to monetize on different platforms. Um, Facebook right now, you're able to monetize within uh, your actual video. Uh, is that app. Facebook Watch? Facebook, no, Facebook Watch is a, it's another platform for Facebook uh, that has episodic uh, type of uh, okay. shows. Okay. They have shows. So like and original that's content? Monetized. Yeah. So like what you shoot? Correct. Okay. Uh, and, and you can monetize it. Uh, you can put ads uh, in between your... Um, your shows mm -hmm. you can now play so it's like anywhere. youtube kind of exactly well youtube plays it before you actually see the video uh facebook's platform doesn't doesn't work that way uh so they put it in uh in between your videos so uh, let's say i have a three minute long video i can edit a, a commercial uh, after a minute and 20 seconds uh right before let's say like a cliffhanger or something i can design the commercial where i want it to yet that goat has some big ass balls it's so <laughs> distracting i can't even first of all i think balls are the most disgusting invention in the world i don't know why god gave his balls but no, i digress okay so for for people who are sitting at home saying like you know you when you started instagram your instagram you weren't you weren't starting it to, melissa bring your ass back to the goddamn I'm show she was watching his he's, balls. I was. He's nibbling on my hand. She went Wo to see his woman balls. get a little attention. Now the motherfucker over there licking you. He wants some pussy. He <laughs> he, fa he figured it out. He's like, yeah, I know where I'm at. Let me look. Yo, at see. Oh. Yo, he loves girls. What? Really? Yeah, I take him on hikes, and he just like he leaves me. He follows all the girls. Do you get a lot of girls with these animals? Expensive. He's eating my dress. Um, hold on, Bentley. Hold on. This is no. Eat her shit. I'm in the right spot. Eat her fucking dress. That's what she get over there, commandeering that bullshit. <laughs> Okay, so do you shoes. get a lot of girls? Um, are, you're a 19 year old, so are you focused on girls? Like, are you girl crazy or are you brand crazy? My brand crazy. Brand like focusing on your brand, your hustle, your your brand. Yeah, yeah, I focus on my brand and my hustle definitely. Okay. But um, so do you yeah. use the animals to get girls? No, not no, at all. You don't it's just like because that would be abusive. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing He's over there? He's trying to eat my dress and my legs. He's trying to eat your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Let him lick it. It's been a minute. No, for real, for real. He's trying to eat nah, my dress. The, the goat's really going in. You're really cute, though, but he's trying to eat my dress. The goat's really going Boy, in. Boy, he get up he get up there where everybody online everybody online right now is cheering the goat on. Get the pussy. Get the pussy. No, this bag is five thousand dollars. Sorry. Honey. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. So uh, so for people that are at home uh, trying to figure out how to build like a real business online, like a real brand, how what, how do they do it? Well, uh, you're going to need more than uh, the show to explain that. I'm actually working with a company in Madrid to put down we're like a, put in a course. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, like a, a course from A to Z on how, how, how we do what we do and how you can become lucrative if this is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I actually spoke at FIU last year. Look at you, just all over. FIU, it's my old, Harvard. It says my, it's my old. I graduated. Okay. Uh, I have a business degree, a bachelor's in business from that school. Mm. Uh, when I went back to speak, um, they ex they expressed something that I that I knew too is uh, regarding social media and the monetization of it. There's probably uh, a paragraph in a chapter about what we do. It's still so new. 
uh, these business schools don't have information on it, so they bring people like me over to speak, you know, to speak on it. Um, so it, it's all new. So now I, I, I figured, why don't I just like create a course to, to teach what this is? So you have 2.1 million followers on Instagram? Instagram, yeah. And how many followers do you have? Uh, like 930,000. Okay, well, you're, I just hit a million on Hollywood Unlocked. It, it, let me tell you, people treat you different when you get a million followers. Yeah. What the you, fuck you, is that about? It, it, you, I, I don't know what it is. I, people calling me, congratulating me, that told me I was never gonna. It's be a milestone. Shit. It's 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 a milestone. Oh well, we get ready to go ham. Okay, so when so what is your plans besides what you're doing? So you started out just organically feeding the animals, and now you built it into a brand and a nonprofit and all that, and you're doing your taxes. Yes. Oh, that shit sucks, bro. Okay, you, you're so ahead of the game right now. Oh, my and taxes. Nineteen and do be don't have all that. That's that's, that's yeah. Good. My taxes are fucked up. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. now that you are doing all that, like, what are your aspirations for where you're going to take your brand? Man, I definitely um, I'm focused. Like, I want to get my own TV show. I don't want to like say Discovery exact- Channel type thing. Yeah, I don't want to say exactly like what it is because I don't really like doing things unless it's like already done. But are you working on a show? Uh, I'm taking meetings right now. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I may have a meeting for you, you know, but I'm gonna need that credit on that check. <laughs> um, all right, so, he's not lying. No, I ain't playing. <laughs> oh, I had a meeting yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, I'll tell you offline. Cool. Okay, so um, and then with your brand, it's so diversified. Where do you take it from now? Do, do you develop content online that you know you could sell at a network or it's a digital company or something like that, or do you have digital partnership with LOL or one of those? Places? Um, with my brand, well. With my, I'm a creator, so um, I've 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 I just pitched to Nickelodeon. Mm. Um, they wanted to see some. More. How you pitch to Nickelodeon? When Let the me fucking, tell you something. Wait, how do you pitch to Nickelodeon when the chairman of Nickelodeon is in our Look, circle? They reached out to me. Okay. Oddly enough, like my content is not for Nickelodeon. Right. They wanted some uh, edgier stuff. I'm like, okay, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, mm. yeah. So I, I went there and um and pitched the show. And it didn't even dawn at me. I'm like, Nick Cannon. I, I don't know why it just didn't hit me. I just went and pitched. They loved what I had to mm. offer. They said, can you flush out certain things? And sometimes, you know, if, if, it don't, if they don't like it, you know, you're not going to get that call back. They really wanted me to flush it out. So mm. I went back and started working on it and putting a whole uh, Bible together of what this idea was. And, um, and then uh, the show called us, hey, we're filming in New York. And then that's when it hit me. I'm like, wait, Nick Cannon. I'm like, well, let me talk to Nick. Yeah, hey, the, Nick. I mean, he's one of the big chairs over there. Yeah, he's the chair. Yeah. yeah. And and then uh, so I I just recently put it all together. I got to go back to Nickelodeon. But um, you as a creator, I just I, I come up with different concepts for different networks and I just go in and pitch. So do you and I'm trying to see the parallel here because everybody has different the different thing like me. So one of my things is just to be very candid. Me and Melissa are both, you know, 40 or over 40. I'm 40. She's 41. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you don't look a day over 30. Oh, them, them, them titties sit up on their own, too. By the way, <laughs> you know, I sometimes I watch you the show. You're just talking about my face. But sometimes I watch, I'm talking about your titties. <laughs> sometimes I watch the show and how I talk to Melissa. And I think, like, Melissa's revered. Like, when so many, go- I've gotten so many niggas <laughs> because of this show with you. <laughs> all right. So the creative process, do you sit down and, like, you write all your skits. You yeah. write all of that. Do you write them in the mind frame of this can be linear on television, this could be digital, no. this could live on Instagram, or do you I, just write? I, I write to write, and from from there, I'm like, oh, this this sounds like something that would go on, I don't know, True TV, because I know they're looking for, for content. As a creator... But, you, but do you start, it on your, you start it on social first? Yeah, well, no. When I'm writing for... No, like, so in the creative process, so like when you go home, because like I said, you work all the time. 
Are you sit? Is the creative because there's people at home that are listening that are trying to figure out how to get into your world to two million, one point, two point one, the nine hundred thirty, the million, whatever. Me, my shit is just messy, new celebrity shit, talking shit, funny viral videos, whatever. Not original content all the time, other than the show, which does pretty good. But when you are writing the comedy skits, are you writing them out thinking? I'm going to write this for television, I'm going to write this for digital, I'm going to write this for social, or do you just write and create and then let it live somewhere and grow? Um, both. When I'm around writing for social media stuff, the, the thing is writing for social media and writing for television is two different worlds and you have to do them differently. Um, I don't write for television every day because I'm ain't nobody paying me for that. I, I do that for fun on the side and then go ahead and pitch. Mm. But what I do now is just I write for my social media stuff all the time. Sometimes... I'll just stumble on an idea. I'm like, well, I can turn this into a show. Then I'll, I'll rewrite it and, and, and package it for, for television. Mm. Uh, they're, they're totally different worlds. Um, and right now, what the movement that's going on right now, there's a new network coming out. Um, I don't know if you, I can talk about it or if you want yeah. to. It's called Zeus. Yeah. And Zeus is like a Netflix, but for short films. Mm. So creators like me, um, uh, we, yep. can, we can write for short films all day. You know, it's just a step up from social media. So what they're doing is, is, you know, look at Instagram right now. There's a lot of nonsense going on. What Zeus is, is a, a you have a production uh, budget now. You can create your short film in an episodic series or whatnot, and it's subscription-based. Mm. Uh, it's like a third of whatever you would play for Netflix. But it's creators like me can now step up and move to that next movement where now I can do, I can show off yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm writing. It's more than a one minute. I wrote, I wrote, okay, so I wrote a short, um, what's the, I don't know if it's a short, if I wrote an eight, an eight episode thing, I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it's called Awkwardly Social, and the idea is it's behind the scenes of this radio show, but with different celebrities, and the, the story's great, I'll share it with you, but I, I, I want to figure out where that could live, because getting the celebrities is easy, just calling, texting, motherfucker, see, do it. it's just a matter of, see, now that you have, it. you have that, so now what you need to do is create, you have to create a treatment. Yeah. Okay. You know what a treat? Uh, uh-huh. you seen it? Mm-hmm. Create that treatment. Sometimes you can go into a network with a treatment alone. You can sell it. Now, you have all these celebrities and whatnot attached to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You might be able to do it with just a treatment. You just gotta go in. Just go in and sit down. And then it, you it, get looks the like yeah. it looks like a VH1. It looks like an MTV. You're uh, since you're on Wildin' Out. Now you have to know you have a relationship with MTV. Yeah, you yeah. are a face there. Yeah. So you can go and you can pitch it to them too. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm having conversations about ideas I have. But that one I just remembered. I, I need to get out my email. Do You're something. crazy with the resources you got, man. I know. You, you ain't got to sit is, in rooms. This is where we're going to collaborate outside this interview because my issue is not getting the people is not the problem. It's the execution. But oh, but to my point, okay, so she's 41, I'm 40. So, you know, when you when, for me and now that I'm 40, I'm just like, well, damn, like, you know, you have the 19-year-olds. You have the younger generation who are out there doing it. But then you think of like Just Soul. Is his name Just Soul? Yep. And then you think of Batty Winkle. I don't know Batty Winkle's, but Just Soul. You know the you know how Just Soul works, no, right? No, but like Batty Winkle's like ninety nine thousand years old, <laughs> and well, she just had a hip replacement, so so shout out to her. But but she's like you know, but she's fucking like doing smearing off campaigns. So my question is, there's people at home wondering, are they too old to get in it? Are they too this to get in it? You could you just got to find your thing. Yeah, you got to find your thing and you do it. And go, I mean, going back to him. Being 19 and being in this space that I don't really see nobody else doing what you're doing uh, to go out and try to sell a show. Um, remember, you're selling yourself. At the end of the day, when people look at you, they know what they're getting. So if you're gonna, if you have this show idea about you know animals or whatever it is, um, they're paying for the fact that you already have 900,000 followers or you have a million followers. People know your face; they're associated with that brand. 
So when you go into these rooms, they need to understand what that is. Okay, uh, there's a lot of change going on right now. Netflix, for an example, um, uh, Batch, you know, he's a creator mm-hmm. just like me. And he was on a show called uh, Babysitter. Mm-hmm. That show, before Will Smith came out with his movie, uh, what's it called on Netflix? Uh, oh, oh, God, I forget what it was Well, called. before that movie, we'll get to it. Right. His show was the most viewed show in Netflix history. And that that opened the doors for creators like me, for but Netflix. Why, why do you think some of the places like Netflix or whatever don't take some of you serious? Why do you think that? I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, what's his name that you had here with the gun? Boom. 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 People like him. The thing is, there's a lot of other, uh, there's a lot of those type of people that come from social media that we are taking a hit for too. I'm a creator. The people don't understand that. It, sometimes it'll take me three, four hours to, to, to film a one minute sketch. And the work that goes behind that. But you have all these social media people that come out of it, nowhere. It's very saturating. Because yes. I could tell you, for us, you know, we've interviewed Floyd Mayweather. We've interviewed Jennifer Lewis. We've had Amber Rose and Cardi B. We've had, you know, bigger big celebrities up here. And then we gave Boonk a chance. And the idea, you know, I took a lot of criticism for that. The reason why I chose to give Boonk the chance was because I had Blame It on Quay and Lala here, who I love personally. I love them. I fuck with them. I don't care who does or doesn't. But And then we had a great interview. Then I had Boonk. What I thought was, let me bridge the gap because all of my creative that you'll see, I'll share with you. It's like, how do you bring your world and the celebrity? How do we all bring one? Because you're a little different, though, because you're on TV, you're doing your thing. But I mean, like, you know, you do have the batch who lives across the street from me, who's out there filming all day long, who who's who's on one end of the spectrum. Then you have a Logan Paul and Jake Paul. We can get into whether or not they're accepted more because they're white, but whatever, you know. I'm just trying to understand, like, how do you bridge that gap? Because the Boonk experience for me was, how do I bridge the gap between your world and my world and create some dope shit? And give us all the lane where we talked with Carl Kanai before about how we lift each other up. Yeah. And then he did come and fuck it up. And our audience was like, don't you ever. You, she's the imaginator. She reached out like all day. They were like, don't you ever fucking use your platform to bring these people in. So how do you, you, you just, separate? You, I don't. It's about picking the right people. Yeah. Um, just like anything else, there's always that, you know, bad apple. I don't want to say bad apple, but there's always uh, people in certain fields that just they're using it for a bad purpose or they just uh, all these people that you see on Worldstar that are being promoted to ruin uh, other people's uh, business. Like, how do you go into someone's business and ruin it and just to, for a video? Those are the kind of people you don't want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other people that have grown on social media. I don't know. The, the, the but little, then you, the got, white you, kid, but little, then you got whoa, Vicky and this little Tay, this little Asian bitch who's running around. <laughs> like, how do you how do we evict them out this space? Like, I feel like we should this is what we should do. We should create, a, we should find an influencer who we can just call hacker. And all they do is just hack all their fucking pages. Well, um, let me just put it out there right now. Uh, the little nine-year-old, uh, if Instagram was to confirm that she's nine, the, her page will get deleted. Well, sorry if for calling her a little bitch. So sorry. <laughs> you have to be, you, you have to be, I think, over 14 or 16 to have an Instagram page. So I don't know why they haven't done that yet, but. Where are her parents? Somebody needs to slap her little ass. Where'd you get that money from? And why are you... Anyway, so how do you... So 19, I didn't know you were 19. And I think it's amazing that you're as young... I mean, 19, I was fucking... What happened? 19, I had been shot. I had seen my brother. Like, I had been through some shit. So to be 19 and to be so focused, how do you stay... How do you stay sane in this world? Because, like, online, you have so much coming at you every day. Yeah, Um. well, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to say that Um. a lot of people... Like, they uh, say a lot of positive things, like, under my posts and stuff. So, 
But I try not to like read the comments like that just because like I don't want it to really like fuck with me and shit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, don't you know what I mean? Like it's like it can't it can't get to you. You know, you got good days and bad days, and life is the yin yang and shit. Yeah, I did an interview where I with Jennifer where we were talking about like I had to unfollow people and people took it personal. It wasn't really personal. I really felt myself getting overly depressed. I was overwhelmed with all the stuff that was out there. Yeah, some Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes it get overwhelming. And that's why I'm looking forward to Wilding Out because those people, they leave funny comments, right? Yeah. Oh, loving hip-hop people. They tell you all types of ways to kill yourself. <laughs> I still didn't ask my question about Melissa. So Melissa and I. So Melissa has a really good concept. She has one concept that, we, <clears throat> that she came up with that we're trying to figure out how to make happen, which we can, which will be iconic. It would be, so we don't want to say no, it No, we're right not going to say now. that. But how does she, if she wanted to get in the world of creating content, how does she do that and find her thing? You... I can't tell you how to find your thing. That's 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 for you to figure out what is your thing. What is my thing? See, I know what your thing is, but you know, your iconic all the okay, all these girls right now that we know on Instagram that bought their asses titties and all the shit they bought. All oh, these bitches are so contour. You walk by a fucking mirror and the motherfucker shatter just because it's fake shit is so fake. <laughs> But she's the original one. So she is like the one that the Drakes and the culture revere as the original Jessica Rabbit because of her body. But on the flip side of that, she's really smart. And there's the anti-perception of what or who she is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would get complaints no matter what people when I start, you know, spouting off soliloquies and whatnot. People people tell me, shut the fuck up, (laughs) you know, just stand there and look pretty. But then if I post, you know, pictures that are, you know, kind of like seductive and salacious in nature people be like that's all you're good for it's like she did a video i would i would love to see you uh do uh not spoken word but um every week uh teaching everyone a new word and its definition in your uh bathing suit (laughs) you know what's so funny is i actually thought to do that because what the fuck are they gonna say Oh, you just want to show your body. Bitch, you just learned a new word. I, I actually thought to see, do exactly see that, that. But see, that's why you're talented. That's what we really have to figure out. Because the one thing I will say, I was somewhere. I don't know where I was. Maybe I was on a plane. Oh, or maybe I was it. laid up with some Dominican and don't speak English. Wherever I was. <laughs> oh, I'll fuck with somebody that don't speak English. Because let's, let's conversation. Write it down. Draw a picture. Nigga, point. If you need food, postmate, whatever. You know, the thing, I, I was sitting some, somewhere and uh, Melissa was coming out of a pool. Or something. She was jumping up. Who the fuck just jumps up and down in the pool? Well, she was because, you know, her titties were. <laughs> um, but it was in slow motion. And we put it on Hollywood Unlocked. And, I mean, that motherfucker got picked up everywhere. It and really she, did. And she was so <laughs> proud of herself. And the thing that I thought was funny, <laughs> she saw them followers go up. Now, every goddamn Thursday, that ass is on Instagram. How could, but So that's one thing she could do, right? Yeah. I learned something is just that. Do whatever you got to do to get to your first million. After that, you can change your content to cater to whatever you want. Just get to that million. Okay. I, man, I've heard everything you can possibly. So Yo, thought you're it funny. out, basically. I Just told you. I, told I know you, you did. I After, know you. Tell he's him, always tell trying him. to broker my vagina. So no, it's a regular thing. No, over here. what I told her. Yeah. I, I took he her said, to he dinner. He said thought it out for a year. I took her to dinner. <laughs> Some serious shit because your friends your friends should care about you enough to do this. <laughs> intervene. Like me, my friends intervene okay. when I drink too much. I went to her and I said, I need you to be a hoe for one year. Just one year. Just one year. I feel like what? the boat's the, the boat the ship has sailed on that. No, because she's the most conservative. <sighs> anyway, um, 
I think if you fed animals in a bikini too, that shit would go viral. Hey, that'd be so far. Hey, I could take you to some animal. <laughs> done. Ready. Done. Ready. Done. done deal. That'd be done so deal. Far. I'm I'm all about that animal life. Sure, I'll put on a bikini and feed a llama. Fuck it. Yes. Hey, we'll put some food right in right in oh my, my cleavage. And the llama all, here, go ahead. First of all, you're gonna make this young boy come on himself on my show. Well, listen, I am responsible for and, raising and the gender. What gener- happens if you, you go know. to feed the llama and he bites your nipple off? Now you can't come back to the show because you got one nipple. I ain't doing a show. With a bitch one <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> I'll 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 be careful. Okay, I promise please, I'll be careful. Promise. All right. Really interesting. <laughs> well, I don't know where this show started, but I know where we are. And yes, people listening, there's a fucking goat somewhere around here. Oh, he's Bentley's chilling. So wait, he what, found something to chew on. What was the deer's name? Who was one of your most popular animals? Oh, I would say Canela is like the Canela, most popular yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And Do that's what, a, where? And that's a deer. Canela. And that's a deer. She's like the thickest deer, like in the United States. I can't right now. <laughs> Can I tell you my? Does she my, have an Instagram page? She does. Oh, I have to. Wait, why does no? See. You're not following a fucking goat, a I, fucking deer. I want to see how, what's her Instagram. Canela the Savage. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you. It's my first time ever meeting a deer or seeing a deer. My mother, you know, she was on drugs, so I had to go stay with people. I went to Wyoming. And these white people let me come stay with them, which I love white people, by the way. Cole, I fuck with y'all. All right, so I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning and go to the garage because they told me there was candy in the garage. I'm only fucking seven. I open the door. What's hanging in the garage? A fucking deer. They've cut the stomach out. Grass is still sitting in the fucking deer. The eyeballs have been are hanging out because I'm sorry for this is graphic, but we don't like this. They were hunters, right? That's horrific. It was life changing. It's awful. But I ate that deer meat because let me tell you something. (laughs) That shit was so good. Do you? What do you think about hunting? Are you you're not a hunter? Uh, to be honest, like I'm not a hundred percent educated on hunting, but I know that some people they say that you gotta have like population control and stuff like that. But um, you know, I still eat like meat and stuff like that, so I can't really say much. That's a good answer. You know what I mean, but That's I wouldn't I wouldn't ever like kill. This is animal. a smart ass nineteen year old. I tell you, Very. I was a scammer at nineteen. I was stealing out of Macy's. <laughs> I mean, I was I was me and my me and my nigga would fly. We had Tommy Hilfiger everything, stole all that shit. Right. Side note, I digress. <laughs> I need to go to therapy. <laughs> so are there any animals you haven't worked with that you want to work with? Yeah, elephant. Um, That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I want to do an elephant. Well, not do it. That you know, sounded weird. But yeah, okay, so elephants, you want to work with Would you work with an alligator? I've, I've already worked with alligators. Really? Uh, yeah, I was in Miami like a couple of weeks ago, like feeding alligators. On so do you have life insurance? I don't. Boy, you if you that. don't get some life insurance. You know the man that jumped in the water and... Um, the crocodile guy. Uh, Steve Irvin. Steve Irwin. Playing with these animals. You better get you some life insurance. It was insurance. a stingray. It was totally accidental. It was random. That's why he needs insurance well, yeah, is do. in case yeah, shit yeah, happens. Yeah, life insurance. Know? Yeah. It was totally random. True. He wasn't even being attacked. Get you some life insurance. Yeah, you- no, what it was is like the, is the tail just flipped up and at the spike boy, you went wa- right boy, into his heart. Boy, you're walking Freak. down the street of Hollywood with a goddamn goat. Get some insurance. Somebody gonna think, <laughs> somebody go, what the fuck is going on? I wonder how many people call 911 like, yo, there's a nigga with a goat. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice, Tonio, do you have for someone like him who's, you know, he's clearly doing this thing. He's young. He's now in the city. This city, by the way, this city is fucking crazy. So just, you know. How long has been? How long has been here? Four months. Oh, you know. Yeah, you need you need you need to have good people around you because yeah, this city yeah. is something. This is a motherfucker. Everybody gonna sell you some shit. By the way, everybody. you got and bro- everybody made it. Everybody in here, everybody made it. So be ready to hear stories about how people. 
everybody made it. They did. And, you know, and everybody's a critic. You know, the people that, and it's the people that's going to tell you what not to do are the people that ain't doing it. That's the, that, yeah. that, that, that. Motherfucker called me the other day and told, like the nigga I told you was telling people how to lose weight and he has plastic surgery. How are you going to get all the fat sucked out of you but you trying to tell people how to lose weight? That angered me. I'm about to say his name, but I'm not going to. Um, stay true to your brand. Uh, understand what you do. There's a, I don't, I don't know nobody else that does what you do. So you have an upper hand in doing that and never take the first offer, man, out here. Learn how to say no to certain things. I, I've said no to something that I needed, and, you know, it came back to something bigger. But um, And the people you hang out with, just, you know, choose wisely because L.A. is filled with everyone and everything, and people mm. will tell you anything. Mm. Uh, but mm. you're a new guy here. You're young. You have a good page. You, you have a great start, and you're, you're, you, are at, you, you are where you're supposed to be at. And, and my advice to you would be, do what the fuck you want to do. Everybody going to try to reshape you. Just the other day, somebody told me how this show needs to be on TV, how this show needs to have brands, how this show needs to have this, whatever. But then they started to tell me how to change the show, change this, take this out, rename this. And I started to buy into the conversation. I started to say, yeah, 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 because they started showing me the money. And then I said, no, nah, that ain't what the fuck we built our audience off of. We got to stay true to whoever. There's always going to be times you go modify. You know, you come out with merch, there's licensing, all that kind of things, whatever. But I would say stay true, do what the fuck you want to do, and uh, surround yourself by people who have just as much as you to lose. And yeah. now that you built the core of your brand, start figuring out what verticals you want. I'm sure you're already thinking merchandise and products and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean... I saw you. I thought I heard you had a goat here, and we got Tonio here. Tonio is going. Tonio is going to make me a star. I'm telling you. While and out, y'all gonna see some crazy shit up there. Y'all gonna be like, "This nigga's so gay. I don't even know how MTV let this nigga get on TV." <laughs> but I want to diversify my talents because you know you are all over the place with just you know speaking at Harvard. Shit, I need to get there. I never even posted about it. Well, because you're not a cloud chaser, but me, shit. I'm going to be wearing Harvard. I'm going to get a cut out of Obama. I'm going to be all types of shit. And I was at Harvard, nigga. Yeah. All right. So what do you want people to know about you uh, other than you got a goat, Canela's ch- You left Canela. You just moved and said, fuck it. Or what? I, I go back home every month. Like, Wait, week. is Canela yours or is she just in the nah, neighborhood? No, nah, she's in the neighborhood. All the deer are just in the neighborhood. So just in the wilderness? Yep, in the woods. How do you recognize her when you see her? I was just about to ask that question. I'm sorry. It's just, well, she's just like, she just looks different. Like, she got a nice fat nose. I'm not going to do <laughs> No, we are not going to sexualize a deer. <laughs> it's not sexualizing that. I'm just he saying. He said she's like, a fat nose. He, he, like said nose. She's, he said she's a thick ass deer. Earlier, he referred to the deer as being thick. He did. And now he just said she had a big fat, the same way they talk about your ass. The yep. coldest doe in the game. But I'm telling you, like, I just. <laughs> She's just like, I don't know, it's different. Like, the, the deer, like, they're just like, I don't know. I, they're just so crazy how they just walk up to me. Like, Wait, the most savage doe you'll ever know. Yeah. That's that's Canela the doe. Nice. I spent most of my time eating swell and taking care of my daughter, Carmen. Deer squad OG. Wait, so do you manage all these pages? Yeah. <laughs> how many followers does she have? 38,600. This, this bitch got a third of what I got. <laughs> yeah. Damn. After only 18 posts, too. Wow. Mm. Thank you, Kel. Hey, thank y'all for, for having coming. me. Okay, You're do welcome. you follow Hollywood Unlocked? Nah, I just okay. found out. Like, well, if you don't, you, we, this will never air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so no, follow we'll it. follow you, so follow us back. I got you. All right, cool.